0: Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Kiseitze, Tuf Shinpei, as we wind down the year, the last couple of weeks of Tuf Shinpei. When we have Vayelach, we have ki, first we have Shoftim Kiseitze. We finish out the, uh, the trilogy of three Parshios, where we have a huge number of mitzvos. Re'e, Shoftim, and Kiseitze are all jam packed. Of course, this week we have the most mitzvos out of any Parsha, 74 mitzvos. Uh, all in this week's parsha. We'll try to touch on a few of them as we do each year, and uh, try to end with a thought relating to Inyanah Dioma, related to Chodesh Elul. So we'll start off with the Shem Shmuel. We'll start off with the Shem Shmuel, the Sacha Chavar, who discusses the first few mitzvahs in the parsha, and many of the mitzvahs. Chazal already pick up on many of the mitzvahs. What is the reason for the juxtaposition? We start off with Yafas Toar, and then we have Bechor and um, yakir, we have Betzorah Morab, so Chazal has already talked about what is the connection between those three, Yefas To'ar, and Betzorah Morab, and that's what the Shemi Mishwal also discusses, but as we continue along if we look later on Kansipar is next to um, Bayis Chadash is next to Kilayim so again all of these uh have what to talk about, and not only they themselves, but the juxtaposition between them. So let's get into the Shemish who discusses the connection between the first few mitzvahs in the parsha. Smichas Aparsios, Shol Yafas Toar Yafaz Torah and Bensorah Amorah, Rashi already picks up on what the connection is between the two. Rashi notes what exactly is a Bensora Amorah, but Rashi says, Shem Nasi Yifas Torah, so for the A Yifas Torah will lead to a Bensorah Amorah. Maha what is the connection between a Yafaz Torah, which is an unusual type of marriage, and a Bensorah Amorah? And right in the middle is the Parsha of B'chor, the double portion going to the B'chor as discussed at length in, in the 8th Parach in Baba Vasra. So what is the connection between these first three uh, mitzvahs that we have in, the, in the, uh, the Parsha? And remember, as we've mentioned often, a mitzvah isn't something that we should dream about doing every mitzvah. A mitzvah means in every situation this is what this is what has to be done. Gerushin is in this week's parsha. That's not a mitzvah that we we should dream of. Rachmanul Itzlan, a uh, hashavas the vheishev like Sher Gazal. burning nosar. There are many mitzvahs that we'd rather not do, but avelus is a mitzvah daraisa according to the Rambam and the Ramban. But it is something that we try to do and and uh, we do what we can uh, in terms of the mitzvah. So says the says the Sheh uh, Mishmuel uh, here. venera, Venireh. Deba'alah horos ma'alas Haratius All of these have to do with beginnings. With beginnings. Asher yuvan inyan b'tzorah omorah. mora is a beginning. Why is that a beginning? It's the beginning of adulthood. As the Gemara tells us, it's only for the first couple of months when the child becomes bar mitzvah. The first three months, where he is a onesh. his the beginning, the beginning of his life is already stained in such an egregious way. Remember, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, I and Aleph that maybe it never happened, maybe there was no such thing. At least according to some opinions of a ben mora, but the message for us is that this child, who is now a man, is starting off life on the wrong foot. The beginning of his gabus. That's the deeper message of ben sol When we have a warped and broken beginning, that could affect everything afterwards. A firstborn is a beginning. It's the beginning of parenthood. It's the beginning of a new stage for the parents. <speaking in Hebrew> the whole, he sets the tone. The Bechor sets the tone for all the children afterwards. <speaking in Hebrew> As if he was the reason. Again, he made his parents parents. And he set the tone for all after. That's why some of them say that's why he gets Pishnayim. But a Bechor also symbolizes beginnings. Zah bottom right. Ha'inyan kashar when his beginning is warped, Hakol Everything is pulled after that. Because we see the roots of, of, of the future right now. And he gives a mashal, like a trefa. You already see now that he's gonna that the animal's gonna die physically. So you already see now that it's going to be a spiritual death in the future. But it's all about beginnings. And what about Yafas To'ar? A marriage. A marriage is a beginning. A marriage is a beginning. A firstborn being born is a beginning. The 13-year... Bar Mitzvah is a beginning. They're all beginnings. The message is there has to be purity in the beginnings. (laughs) V'zeh limad gadol adam. La shkia chayitevela racious challo This is why we have to be very careful about all our beginnings. Be racious bolacham mitzvah, B'oshen Benyamin Gimel, Bar mitzvah. Vege B'os Adam Shalei Maideni Suin. Marriage. Oz matkhilat kufa chadasha. Ve'shkia chayitev hayitev el racious shana rishona. Right as he quotes Beginnings are crucial. And maybe it's not coincidental, as we know all of these partios, that this is always read towards the end, but towards the beginning of a new year. Yes, towards the end of Tafshin Pei, a year which had many surprises and many unexpected events, more than any other year in past history. But it's also the beginning. It's leading up to the beginning, Tafshin Pei Aleph, Leading up to the beginning of Be'ez Hashem, a new, healthy, redemptive, amazing year. And the Sheh says we have to be careful about it. The Bali Muslims say also this is why we have, we have days. HaKadosh Baruch created the world that we have days. We sleep every night, we wake up in the morning, we have a new beginning every day. That's why Shacharis is longer than Milchan Meiris. Because the beginning has to be crucial. We have Kriyashma in the morning, the beginning of the day, so to speak, and we have Kriyashma at night, which is also the beginning of the day. The Eglay Tau, the Sat also talks, his father, talks about it in October, to the Eglay Only two Kriyashmas and not three. Because it's all about the purity of beginnings. Let us all try to make this year, this coming year, pure at the beginning, and then it can be pure all the way through. This talks about the juxtaposition of all three mitzvahs. Let's now discuss specifically Yifaz Torah, a very unusual mitzvah. We've spoken in the past about the chazal that Rashi quotes, Dibra Torah Kenegat Yet Sahara, that the Mefarshim quotes. The Torah speaks about the Yet Sahara, and all the details. But if we read some of the details, Torah Shabbat what happens? There's a captive there's a beautiful woman on the battlefield who's trying to seduce me what the neighbor what the uh, enemies used to do and he wants to take her for a wife bring her into the house Vigilchaz Rosha shave her head and let her fingernails grow long let's assume that that's what it means Rashi take God's lame she should cry for her parents. Maybe that means she cries for her abode Zarah. A lot of discussion. When exactly does he marry her? Rashi and Tosfus and Masechus Kiddushin discuss this. But this is the process. We make her unkept. We make her ugly. Fingernails, hair, or lack of hair. Says rev Yeruchim. In the Das Torah, quoting Rashi, Tigadlain, Kadesha Tisnavel, and Vyashabeshacha, Baby Shemishpo, the house that you're in, Nekhnas Vinitkalba. You go in, you see her there, sitting there, um, and you look at her and she'd be disgusted. Yoti Viniskalbah, Rab ib Hyasa, Rab Nivalah, Kadesh Tisgana What's the message? Says of Yorucham, line five. This man already has somewhat fallen prey to his Yitzhahara. Chazal say, Lo dibret Torah He's fallen prey to his Yitzhahara. And yet the Torah is still giving him instructions. The Torah is still trying to help him out. He midas Asher olam gam a person should realize, no matter how hard or difficult or how much he's fallen, he's not a goner. He's not finished. HaKadosh Baruch is still there trying to help. Tamid Eino Pekuchal Atzmo. Tamid B'Seder V'Eisek. Lalo Kol Yeyush V'Israfus. Without Yayush That was the famous line of Rabbi Nachman. Ein Shum Yeyush Ba'olam. Ein Shum Yeyush Ba'olam there's no yayush. <laughs> There's no yayush. Maybe we'll get back to that a, bit, a, little, bit, a little bit later. But HaKadosh Baruch doesn't have Yeyush on us even when we're halfway already involved in the Avera. Hashem is still giving us instructions of how to try, try to pull ourselves out. We've taken the woman already. We already have plans to marry her. Hashem is still talking to us and giving us instructions. Yodea Kitzofa Roshel HaTzadik V'chulu, lo lachenos v'hapilu lo kol kumar, Yitzhara tries to get us so hard. Em lo yaktim v'yikach lo v'armimus, negad ha'ezos v'armimus if we don't fight back, we're gonna fall. But v'yinei rov chasi Hashem ala adam, line 10, limda lo ha-Torah, lo eitzos v'sachbulos, the fingernail, she sits in the house, l'karer eschom hayyitzor. to try to cool off the taiva, The himalim, himali and in that way, to help this person, this man, escape his his sin. And says, Rebbe Rucham, we don't need to think about battlefields, literally, to take the message of this idea. This is a message for man. Yes, at a battlefield. This tremendous tirdus aber gambolo mulkhama we have teared we're pulled down we fall down even not in battle lo chaserim la adam kama mine matsavim shonim la rov. there are so many situations asher mifnei atirdesh behem who yotzi mi kol sidra barcho we lose ourselves we lose the say there we lose the the focus vaovid who uz kimata kama modo I lose myself. Adam, and we think at that time that we lose ourselves that so the Torah is not talking to us. We think that, okay, once we get back into the zone, then we'll focus again on our Vodas Hashem. Says Rebbe Yiricham, that's wrong. Even when we're not in the zone, so to speak, the spiritual zone, Hashem's talking to us and telling us what to do. Somebody's on the road, somebody's traveling. Because he's out of his regular structure. He's decided. I can't be mamad. I can't go to minion. I can't do this properly. I can't follow all the Halachis. Ah, this is where I am. I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm out. I'm this, I'm that. We think that Avotis Hashem is only for the ultimate, perfect situations. When I'm in the mood, when I'm in the zone, when everything's going well. It says to you know what we learn from Ben-Sorah or Maura? When we're not in the zone. When we've taken a woman off the battlefield, Hashem is still talking to us. No, we think only when we get back to Yeshiva, when we get back to the Shul. No. Line 27. His Every situation. Hashem is telling us what to do. There's never a time where Hashem says, Okay, I'll meet you when you get back. No. It's always. It's always. Turning over the page. Again, it's a long piece. We're not going to do the whole thing. Not going to do the whole thing. And he even quotes a story. He said, Agin He says on the next page, I'll tell you a story that happened to me eight years ago, from when I wrote this. Rav Echad Baliyir, Hamburg. Right, a certain Rav came to Hamburg. Sham Im echad. He was with a doctor. Hayim, gadol, Salanter. Rofi, the doctor had a whole bundle of letters that Rav Salanter had written to his father. To the father. And the Rav was looking at them. All the letters were about this man's son. And when he was 14 or 15 years old, he left. He left the fold. He went to public school. He ate tarfus. And he, didn't, he, was, he was off. And when Salanter kept giving instructions how to help the son, where the son was in the situation. Maybe... Maybe he could see if he could only do the rabbanas, not the Maybe he could only do shevat not Where the son was, Rabbi Saul Slonim says, let's try to help him where he is. Not saying, you know what? He's gone. Let's just let's get him when he gets back. No, he's out in the battle. He's already taken the woman. Still give instructions. Still give instructions. And that's the yisod. Skipping all the way down, line forty-two. No matter where we are and what we're up to. Hashem is talking to us. And Hashem has a message for us. <laughs> Hashem understands our matzav. Hashem understands. We just have to think. We just have to try to use our intellect to try to come back to recognize which tzivuyim of the Torah are best applied right now. And if we could do that, we learn the message of Ben Arubar. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Again, there's so many mitzvahs in the parsha. The next mitzvah is an answer to a trivia question. Maybe there are two or three. Which mitzvahs apply to women and not to men? Which mitzvahs apply to women and not to men? Hilchas Nida applies to men and women equally. The Isser of Nida. That's men and women equally. There aren't too many. Maybe Karbanas of Yoledes. And this one. There's an Isr the Torah tells us of Begadish and Begad Isha. Two separate Issurim. Begadish only applies to a woman. Begad Isha only applies to a man, obviously. Lo Gever al Isha. Lo Gever Simlas <laughs> Isha. Those who do this are a Toeva. Right, Those who cross-dress, so to speak. Interesting, we mentioned that the word to'eva is used often, in, not often in the Torah, numerous times, but it's always referring to different items. Sometimes it's referring to the chefza shalaveira. Non-kosher food, I think, is called to'eva. Avodizara is called to'eva. Sometimes the act is called to'eva. Sometimes, once in a while, not so often, the person is called the to'eva. Right here. Ki as Hashem Those who do this, those who do this, are an abomination. Later on in the Parsha, we have another example, two in this Parsha, just to mention it, right before Maftir, people who are dishonest in business. Again, going on the Gavra, going on the person, right, twice in this Parsha. But we have this, Begedish and Begadisha. There is a maamar chazal related to begedish and Begadisha. Rabbi Fran quotes it in one of his Sfarim in source number four. Right, the medrash in the Yalkut Shimoni mentions on one of the pesukim in Aishas Chayo, Yodea that that is referring to Yael Aishas Chaver Right, it's almost Rosh Hashanah. Yael kills Sisra with the peg of the tent. We know. That Sisra, aim Sisra. That's where we have um, 100 kolos from. The medrash says, Yodava Yase tishlachna, top of the next page, top of page three, says the um, medrash, she went for the yateid. She took the peg and killed Sisra with it. She didn't take out a weapon. The medrash says a weapon would have been beged ish. And therefore, she didn't take the weapon. Again, I'm not getting into any halachic discussions right now about that. But that's what the Gemara says. Remember the story, Barak and, and uh, Yael, Sisra, and Yael brings him in, gives him some more milk, tires him out. And then uh, she's able to fill him o- fill, um, finish him off. So on line 13, why didn't Yael just grab Sisra's sword <coughs> once he fell asleep? and kill him in a more conventional and safer fashion. The peg, how did you know that it would work? So the major says, says to my friend, what's going on here? Let's think about this. If she would have asked Shila at that moment, can I take the sword? Of course you can take the sword. Would the peg have worked? The peg would probably work also. But who thinks about that? Who thinks so clearly, in halachic terms, when the pressure's on, when, when you're under duress? Cicero was a fearsome warrior. Y'all could have played it safe and used his sword to dispatch him quickly and efficiently. Yet with her own life on the line, what's she thinking about? The Isser of Begadish. The Medrash praises her for her actions. The cause her by friend writes the strength of a person's values cannot be determined when they are able to make calm calculated decisions when we're sitting and relaxing and have all the time in the world hopefully we'll come to the right decision the greatest barometer of valor is when the person has to react quickly when the person the greatest barometer that we have to a person's actions is when the person has to react quickly under pressure do they stick to their values when facing difficulty? Or do all the values go out the window as they deal with the emergency? When people are under stress and pressure, could they think even clearly and recognize that Avodah Hashem is for those moments? As well, as we were just talking about from your It's when there's challenging situations, that's when there's a litmus test. Yael, when she was under pressure, she followed Halacha. She followed Halacha. And he quotes Rav quotes Rav about Shimshon Manoach, right, the story that Manoach, when the angel returns, right, to tell him about uh, Shimshon, Manoach followed his wife out to the field. Can we really fault him for this? Imagine an angel comes to you to tell you, right, the Gemara talks about he followed his wife, maybe he might have done something wrong, why does the Gemara get upset? A true Talmud Chacham does not lose control of himself. He retains his serenity, and makes the correct decisions under pressure, right? The story they just told the story. Now it's not a story, but the uh, we know that many of, the, of our great postkim now have been under tremendous pressure over the past six months giving psaqim. Sometime a few months ago, al aslan it was mamish, life and death. So many, so many decisions to make. So Rav Shechter's son, Rav Shai Shekhter, quoted Rav He asked him, "Are you giving all these him thinking so clearly? How is how do you?" Th- how do you apply the Torah so much? When did you prepare for these Shilas? And Rav shafter said, I, I, I've been preparing for, for eight decades. I've been preparing. That's this message of Yael. The litmus test is when we're under pressure. The litmus test, not that we don't want to be under pressure. But if we are, she took the peg when it was all on the line. We have to try to keep our serenity and keep our cool even when things aren't so perfect and, and going our way. So we have to make sure that we always keep that in mind as we go through life and have our calm moments in life and our challenging moments in life as it relates to kaas, as it relates to thinking clearly of what we want to do. Next. Chav Gimel Again, we're trying to touch on a number of mitzvot's. Perachav Gimel, there's so much here, you know, we have to put all the years together to be able to touch on many of the mitzvos. Perachav of Gimel, we have the Isser of Amon and Moav. Amon and Moab are not allowed in. Not allowed to marry in. Even the 10th generation. Al-Davar, why? Why? al amayim. Because when we left Mitzrayim, they didn't bring us out the basic necessities of bread and water. ba <laughs> and, and they hired Bilum, <laughs> they hired Billam to curse us. So they didn't bring us bread and water, and they hired billam to curse us. There's a question that we've dealt with in past years, but this year we'll see it from the Dubna Magid. A number of weeks ago, I, I, uh, a number of months ago actually, I got a set of sermon in the mail called the Kol Yechiel. He was one of the final Talmidim of the Chafetz Chaim. I happened to know him. I lived in Borough Park the first seven years after I got married, so there was a little rub, short in, only in physical stature. But he sat right behind me in a little shul I used to it in, and he learned with the Chavetz Chaim and Rada. Reb Yechiel, he told me some stories. I think I've quoted in the past stories of Reb Yechiel. And then all of a sudden, I got in the mail two volumes from Alikud, a Likud of different Torah that he used to he used to quote. So he quotes this, Rav Yechiel <laughs> quotes this from a Yiddish Sefer, it says at the end, I don't know what it is, Fun unzer otzer. From, our, from, all the, from our old treasure. Okay, but either way, it's here in Hebrew, so even I could understand it. HaMageh MiDubna, Dubna Magid once said, I could ask a kasha on any pasik with a mushel. and I could answer it with a mushel. That's why he's known as the market. Shall call Pusik the fun of Give me a pasik. I'll ask a Kasha based on a Mashal, and I'll give an answer based on a Mashal. So this pasik, this Pusik of Ammon and Moab being excluded because they didn't give us bread and water, and they hard Bilam. Here we go. They open the Chumash to this pasik. Here we go. Here's the Mashal for the Kasha. Gvir There was a Gvir. There was Mashadech His <laughs> the parents of the chassan, again, it's, it's a little bit of a tragic mushal, but it's a mushel. The parents of the chassan were sitting, lived far away. So, <laughs> they were going to have a, tzinoim, a party on the road somewhere at an, in, in an Achsanya. <laughs> he was going to meet his buchutin. and the mother was going to come afterwards with the rest of the family, with all the food. They were sitting, they were sitting in the Achsanya, one of the children comes running in, he says, you know what happened, all the, the wagon turned over, on the way here, all the food, all the fish, all the meat, all the candies, all the baked goods, it's all gone, it's all done, the wine, the beer, the schnapps, and also, Ema was, was in the wagon and didn't make it. Be'enav Shalaben, what, what are you mentioning? Everything! You left the worst part to the end. The mother was killed, al-itslan. That's like an afterthought. That's the main news. That's the main event. You can't marry Ammon and Moab. Why? Because they didn't bring you bread and water. And also, they hired Bilam to curse you so that you'd all be killed. Well, that's an afterthought. That's a derech hagav. That's the main problem. That's the main problem. It's telling us all of the all of the brazen and wicked behavior of Ammon and Moav. And it starts off and then. ben no, at the end, that's just Erechagav. So that's the kasha, the mashal of the kasha. What's the answer? Another mashal. The answer is another mashal. Again, every mashal of the Dubna Magid has so much depth to it. Somebody once asked him, you know, how do you have a mashal for everything? So he says, well, let me tell you with a mashal. I don't remember what the mashal was, but that's what he, uh, that's what he said. Right, he was the one at the, when the Vilna, he was in Vilna with the Gruh. Towards the end of his life, when the Gruh was like very sick, he said, I don't need a doctor, get me the Dubna Magid. I need the Dubna Maggot. Okay. Anyway, so what's the answer? Marshal, Line 21. <laughs> one time, someone comes to the Yeshiva, a Choker Yehudi, he says, I want to marry my do- I want my daughter to get a Shidduch. Who can find me a great. Find me a great uh, avreich. Find me somebody whom my my daughter can marry, and I'll support him, and I'll give him everything he needs. Fine. He got the best bacher in the yeshiva. The day after the wedding, when it was lunchtime, the mechutin, the father-in-law, brings the chassan a charred black piece of bread. His ame husle and goes for he tries to chew it, it breaks his teeth. he says he can't swallow it. Supper time, the same food. A piece of black dried out bread. The next day lunch. The next day supper. Nothing. No money, just no food, just this little piece of bread. The Avrich didn't want to didn't want to complain. He was just started losing weight. He starts screaming. He says, why aren't you eating? He couldn't get the black bread into his mouth. He wasn't even eating. So this Mechutin, his father-in-law, says, you're not going to eat my bread? He hires two strong men, pays them two gold coins every day. He says, make sure my son-in-law eats that bread. I don't want him losing weight. And that's what happened. He, they hit him on his back in order to make him eat the bread. One time, finally, the chassan sneaks out and goes back to the yeshiva and tells the rov what's going on. The machutin comes to the father-in-law and screams, What are you doing? We had a deal. And what does he say? He says, I don't have enough money. What do you want from me? All I have is enough money for black bread. The Rosh Yeshiva says, you have enough money to pay two mafia guys to hit him. If you don't have enough money for the bread, it Says that's, that's to beat him up. that you have enough money for. But bread, not. That's the pasik. They didn't bring us bread and water. They didn't bring us basic necessities. So you might say that they they, they they, have an excuse. They have an excuse. What do you want? We don't have enough money. Oh, you hired the greatest cursor in the world. Bilam. That's the Raya. That you have no excuse. That's the Dubna magid. A Mashal for the Kasha and a Mashal for the terets. Oh, Moving right along. There's another nation that we have to act differently to. After Ammon and Moab, we deal with Edom and then we deal with Mitzrayim. of <laughs> Mitzri, don't distance the Mitzri so much. After all, you are a ger in his land. And therefore, third generation Egyptians are allowed in. How do you get the third generation if you can't marry the first? Good question. Maybe they have two Mitzriim that they're, they're converted. Okay, the Gemara talks about it. Rashi Rashi quotes, Mitzriim is allowed but not other nations. ha amachti ito? she hargo She-hargo amun mo'av, or as Mitzrayim was killed us. hargo bo'olam azeh, v'ham-machti homo'sim in azeh, u'min Rabbi Sachs in his Sefer about leadership, discusses, obviously, the question. This is very surp- mit- m- surprising. Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim wa no tzadikim. Mitzrayim or no Yeah, they, they wanted to fulfill what it said in the Brisbane Abbasarim. No. They weren't great tzaddikim, and yet we're told not to hate them. We're told not to distance them. They did something good for us. The little good doesn't get butel. These are very unexpected commands. Understanding them will teach us an important lesson about leadership. He first discusses that Jews themselves, we have always been taught. We don't judge people based on race or color or creed as we don't want to be judged based on that. We have always been a minority and we will always be a minority. Kaddish Baruch Hu wrote, ta- wrote about us in the beginning of Dvarim. He doesn't love us because we're so many. Hama'at. Hama'at. So we always believe in the Tzalem al of every individual. What's the message of not hating Egyptians? True, Rabbi Sack says. The Egyptians had initially provided a refuge for the Israelites at a time of famine. They honored Yosef, made him second in command. The daughter of Paro saved Moshe. There was some light in the total darkness of Mitzrayim. What's the message? If there's any redeeming quality, we don't stoop to the level of our enemies. We don't answer hate with hate. We could ignore, but we refuse to be sucked down to the level of our enemies. On the right side, the wisdom of Moshe's mitzvah not to despise the Egyptians still shines through today. If the people had continued to hate their erstwhile oppressors, If we would have kept the hatred to Mitzrayim, Moshe would have taken the Jews out of Egypt, but would have failed to take Egypt out of the Jews. They would still be slaves, not physically, but psychologically. The only way to have freedom, and psychologists talk about this, is to let go. To not be held hostage to revenge, to hatred, because then we're still connected and we're still somewhat slaves if we just... Separate ourselves. To be free, you have to let go of hate. That is a difficult truth, but a necessary one. Skip down to the bottom. Esav may hate Yaakov. It doesn't follow that Yaakov hates Aesov. Doesn't mean that we have to be friendly with them. So friendly. It doesn't mean we have to look for. But it just means as leaders and Amisral, our Mamlachas Kohan and Vigai Kadosh, we have to defend ourselves. Self-defense for sure. But it's not our job to go out and spread hatred. No matter how much we're hated, we don't hate back. (laughs) We can mind our own business. We can be upset at what is happening, but we don't hate back. We hate somebody who's going to... the, The action, right? What did Brewery tell me? We can hate behavior, but not hate people. And not hate those... Sinners, even if they are, even if they are Mitzrayim. And he quotes other sources related to this, as he always, as he always does. Okay, one more on the Parsha, and then one thought on Elul. Very fascinating comment by the Malbim. On one of the most unusual mitzvos, we would do a survey of the top five unusual ceremonies in Judaism I think chalitza might make it up to most people's lists. What in the world is chalitza? Take off his, take off the shoe. We're not going to focus on the spitting now. That's also unusual. We're going to focus on the shoe. Why is there such a focus on the shoe? Has to be wrapped around. Undo it. Why the Torah tells us all the way towards the end of the Parsha now, the mitzvah of Yibam and chalitza. Somebody wants to do Yibam, the brother-in-law. So then, one does Yibum, he marries his sister in law. And if he does Yibum, then the Bacharacher Teled, which the Gemara says in Yivamis, this is the only pasuk in the entire Torah that is Yotze Mipshutel Shalmikra. This is it. Bacharacher Teled is referring to the older brother, not referring to the child. your oldest brother. Yisrael. His name will not be erased in Israel. Vimlo what Kacha says Yivim but if the man does not want to, if they decide no Yibum, just Khalitza. Also Yivim to Hasharal as a they go up to the elders. Va'Armer she says he's refusing me. May ein Yivami, lakin lachiv sheim biYisrael. Lo he doesn't want to do Yibum. The Carlos de Nero, the Zikne, call him? They speak to him, and he says Lo lochavasi l'kachta. What happens? The Chaltsanalo me'araglo, she takes off his shoe. She spits on the floor towards him. yamran. She says, What's with taking off the shoe? What's the message? So the Malbim in Rus. The Malbim in Rus. I just want to get the uh, Sefer. Sorry, I wanted to just open up the Psukim in Rus in Paragimel. Paragimel. Paragimel, the Psukim say, remember what happens. What happens here? He is trying, he, Boaz, is doing Geula. Some form of Yibum, not really Yibum, just like there was some form of Yibum with Yehuda and Tamar. But the Psukim also talk about a shoe here. What it says when Rus went to lie with, next to Boaz, next to his feet, the feet are involved. Why the feet? It, maybe it reminds us. There's another passage here. The Malbim quotes it, so I'll just read it through the Malbim. But, um, okay. na'lo Okay, let's read the Malbim. What's the message of Yibim? What's the message of Chalitza? Says the Malbim. Fourth line. Shekbar biyarnu b'makam acher. B'tam ha'mekubalim. sana. What is it about removing the shoe? Our body, our physical body, is the shoe of our soul. A shoe, your foot, fits into the shoe. Our soul fits into our body. An can't exist in this world without a body. Just like a person who is somewhat sensitive, cannot walk, you can't walk without shoes. The Gemara even talks about him in Shabbos. You shouldn't walk without shoes. A shoe wraps the foot like the body wraps the soul. Maybe that's the message when you're in a holy spot, you take off your shoe. It's as if you're saying, try to let your neshama come out. And connect to Akadish Hu. Wow. And someone who dies without children, Ve'in Lanafsho Margoa, his soul now has no footing in this world. People live through their children. But this man who had no children, his neshama is looking. His neshama wants something. The brother's soul has no place to anchor, has no anchor, has no shoe. So what happens? His soul will not have a, a something to hold him. When the brother does yibum, as if his, the soul of the brother is in the brother, or the child, that's if Yibim is done. Ben Right, he took the he took the place. If Yibim is done, then there's a shoe that's given. Ulam, what if Yibim is not done? Tishar nefesh amays below now. Then the the nefesh is left without a holder. Below two chalamo chains below magufim. He has nothing. So you take off the shoe. That's the symbol of what chalitza is. That's why chalitza is a bit the evident in the days of old when Yibum was done with the proper kavanas. Lachen yer muzubaseh. nalo me'al raglo. You take off the shoe. Yikarish mozhi bi'srael and he's called base chalutz He's removed his brother's shoe. He's removed, He hasn't given his brother a place to be solid in this world. And that's what, she is meramezes, when she goes to, to reveal his, le, his feet. Ramzalo, achashata, goel, since the year of the goel, either reveal it, meaning either redeem me or don't redeem me. Get somebody to give me a shoe. Those That's the inner meaning by Rus, and that's the message by Chalitza, and that's the message of Yibum. Okay. One final thought. Chodesh Elu. Chodesh Elu, as we discussed last week already, Rav Wise, the Minchaz Asher writes, in the, the Gemara and the End of Makos, Amarav Mestafinu Mehaikra, V'Avatem Bagoyim, Rob was nervous by the Pusik. We're lost amongst the nations. We are described as an Aveda. What do you mean? Maybe we're an Aveda, but the Master is looking for us. The Master is looking for us. What's going on here? We're lost. We're lost in galus. We don't have a base of Migdash. We're lost in Corona. We're lost. We don't feel close ben Shivim We have the physical enemies. We have the invisible enemies. Rav was so nervous until Rav Papa his Talmud was machazikim and said we're not veda mispakeshas. What does that mean? So he quotes two of the greats, one Achron, one Rishon. He quotes from the Avnei Nezer to Ben The halacha of not wearing tefillin on Shabbos. Because Tfilin is an os and Shabbos is an os. The Shemish wall says we always need two simanim, shne heker beino mos between us and the nation. <speaking in Hebrew> what are the two simanim? The two osos, Tfilin and Shabbos, or Tfilin and Brismila on a weekday. Why two simanim? Because the Gemara is not sure to put halache into Ashkafa. Whether simonim or Durabanan, or fruit Whether fru, you, identifying features as a concept darais or Ach muvak. Lukuliama daraisu. If it's a unique simon, an unbelievably high-level simon, those who learn Elul Matzias will remember this. If it's a high-level simon, then for sure, one is enough. But if it's not a high-level simon, then you need two. Says the Shemi Shmuel, the simon our simon, our oath with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, has been weakened. We haven't been loyal. It's not a simon muvak. Our connection through Shabbos, our connection through Chilin, is that muvak, is that clear and loyal throughout the ages? We're not sure. But you know what? Two medium simonim are also good. See, so even if we're not muvak, we have two simonim benonim. Or, to say it differently, Rabbein Bahai, apishne Eidim Yakum yakom davar. Two edim. That's where there are two Osos. During the week, Tfilin and bris. On Shabbos, bris and Shabbos. But now, Rav Asher Weiss adds, Ach adem, What if we haven't been true to the Simanim? We haven't been true to the Eden. We're still in Aveda Hamis an an Aveda that's sought out by the, the one who lost it. Why? He quotes it amazing. The Ramban and the, the Mohammed. There's so much Lumbus written about this Ramban. The Rabban says halachically, if somebody has yeyush, you give up hope on something in your rishus, it doesn't work. Let's say I lost my watch, and I gave up hope, but it's really under my bed. But I gave up hope, that yeyush doesn't work. You can't have yeyush in an Aved Why that is? Great Kasha, not for now. But al-Pi Musr, there's no yeyush in an Aved We're always in a Kodesh barachus And therefore there's no yeyush. We can never be disconnected. We can never be too lost. Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's number one. Even if there was Yehosh. But number two, Hashem is never Messiah on us. Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu, me Yish Ben Yisrael. Kilo Yidach Menon Yidach. This goes back to the Rebbe we mentioned earlier. No matter where we are, there are instructions how to get back. V'yad Yom Mosotachak Until then, Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's been a hard year. We don't even know what's going to be. We don't... We wish they were, was, we were the Bailem. We're not. We say, Hashem, we, we get the message. Okay, you're in charge. We don't, we don't make plans. So we don't know what's going to be. But we have to recognize Hashem never has Yehosh on us. And we have to recognize we're like that lost sheep, but the shepherd is constantly looking for us. The shepherd is only always interested in us. We just have to take the first step. Ani dodi, the dodili. Elul starts off Anil Dodi. Code them Anil and then the Dodi Let's try to do that. Let's take the first step of Anilo Dodi and then we should be Zochet to the Dodi Lee as we get ready for these last couple of weeks of the year and get ready for Tafshin Pei Aleph, Aleinu Latova. We'll stop here.